feature presentation. Welcome back to another Untitled Movie Review at TIFF 22. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside. He's <laughs> allergic to tomatoes, but he is tomato meter approved. Eric Marchand. Matt, it's, uh, it's day six of the Toronto International Film Festival. Um, I have no idea what to say <laughs> at this point. Pause. Yeah. <laughs> Dramatic effect. <laughs> It's, you just had some pizza? Yeah, oh. we were halfway through. Um, things are starting to kind of die down a little bit in terms of uh, the press and industry side of things. Yeah. And now Even it's, the premieres. Like if, yeah. like tonight, I feel like, is the last kind of... Well, Triangle uh, of Sadness, it, Women Talking, yeah. movies that we've already seen, but, you know, that it's now starting to have the premieres and, and, and it's kind of like the tail end of it. I mean, once King Street you know is, is reopened yeah. it kind of is the signature kind of like the beginning of the end yeah kind of thing uh but today uh on this episode we are reviewing sam mendez's empire of light which had its uh north american premiere uh at tiff right or did it play telluride it is played it? telluride oh, so yeah. canadian premiere canadian yes um, uh here at Canada the premiere uh, i always get confused because things telluride does their uh announcement so late and it's like almost like the first weekend of tiff or right before it where so i don't even like pay attention to what plays there women talking same thing got a surprise premiere there as well and it's not really um, a surprise because if you read the writing of how um you know the tiff descriptions come out like what but like sometimes if it's a north changes, american though, right like, but, Sometimes but they're usually announced you can get as a, a North American and then they change to Canadian or something like that. Anyways, Empire of Light. Uh, this is inside baseball this stuff. Should, this should be... We're not too far off on this movie. I think I was a little hotter on it and then I softened as we talked after the movie. And then uh, there are a lot of elements I really like, but... Uh, We'll get into it. Uh, yeah. Kick it off. <laughs> well, yeah. So Empire of Light is Sam Mendes's kind of ode to the cinema, the savior of, of you know, that experience, that communal experience that you have, whether it be, you know, uh, in a small town or uh, at a place that's kind of more populated. The idea of getting together and seeing something in the dark and enjoying, you know, whether it be an hour and a half, three hours and, and having that experience and especially back in the day when they had these big yeah these these kind of giant kind of like classically made and structured movie theaters that maybe had four uh to get all together picture houses as they would even be called usually one to four before the multiplex yeah and and this is kind of like it's not that not that theaters are dying in this movie because it takes place in the early 80s it kind of begins uh at the end of 1980 and comes into uh 81 specifically uh and you'll you'll see a lot of um marquees with films like the blues brothers yeah. uh, raging bull the elephant man uh stir crazy um and posters throughout the uh the theater but the idea of that these like classic kind of um sort of independently owned movie theaters that we rarely have anymore now it's mostly multiplexes and things like that but even they're dying out but this is going back to a time where it was like a pure experience yeah and so this movie takes place in a english seaside kind of town that is either a place where people live that isn't necessarily you know the most kind of 
classically kind of train kind of place like it's more of a vacation spot so if you live there you kind of the the novelty of that is worn off you know what i'm trying sure, to say yeah, yeah. so i'm rambling a little bit it's it's no. it's late and I'm, I'm waiting for the caffeine to kick in <laughs> um but yeah so essentially you have this seaside town in 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 england in the early 80s and the story is focused on two characters uh one played by olivia coleman who plays hillary she's a uh duty manager uh and she specifically works at the concession stand of this empire uh movie theater and uh as we're introduced to her a new employee is hired and brought on steven played by michael ward and it's their relationship evolving over the course of the film and sort of learning about them as characters but also their shared love of working at this movie theater question mark um and yeah it's it's a very kind of sentimental feel-good movie you know the savior is cinema and how you know this is an experience that cannot be replicated at home or uh shouldn't be taken for granted on top of that you have a lot of uh social political issues with the rise of uh racism and neo-nazis uh in the margaret thatcher era um you also have depictions of mental illness that are maybe handled rather clumsily uh the film kind of gets lost in its own design especially yeah. when it comes to the whole point of the movie which is about the love of film yeah um the michael ward character steven is someone who continually says i love movies and it really doesn't come through where you know the few scenes we have with toby jones as the projectionist that's like, the character yeah. <laughs> that is kind of you know living and breathing it on a technical level where steven is interested in it from the point of view of architecture. And yeah. we see that a little bit in that first there. act, it, right? It's a lot of telling, not showing, yes. which I think is the movie's biggest problem. Because um, we've talked about this a lot since we've seen it, um, but it had all the ingredients to be kind of a special movie because it's a movie about movies. It's a movie about going to the movies or the place where you watch movies. And oddly enough, that's a topic that we bring up all the time on our main show and things like that. You know how obsessive both myself and Eric is about kind of the presentation of going to the movies and how that's kind of uh, gone away. And I love that idea of romanticizing that and even the idea of even in 1981 that was starting to go away, right? Like it was kind of the at, at the time where even those big, you know, monolithic kind of church-like um, cinemas were kind of starting to fade away a little bit because um, multiplexes would have been introduced probably around that time or well, soon after. Well, you talk after. about Odeon Theatres, yeah. right? Which is and kind of a, a, a multiplex chain yeah. in the UK. And then going back to the ingredients, so you have that, which is an interesting topic, I think. It, it can be overdone, I know that. But then you have um, you have Roger Deakins shooting the movie. You have Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross doing the score. Uh, you have a, a great actor in Olivia Coleman uh, as your lead. And it should have been something great. And unfortunately, um, I think the movie kind of loses itself and loses focus, pardon the pun, for like a, a film projection gotcha. kind of thing. But I just feel like, you know what, it started really strong for me. Like, I love Deacon cinematography. I liked the romanticizing of 
the kind of monolithic church-like cinema. Like it was beautiful. Like I loved the lighting. I loved this look of this theater. I loved the group of people that worked at this movie theater. Cause like, again, some personal experience. Like I, I worked at a cineplex, obviously it was 25 years after this movie came or this movie takes place but before you were uh, no born. even more than that maybe 35 years um well no it'd be it'd be it'll be 24 years no oh, you're talking 80, about you okay me no, working so, so i think you meant like how long between now and that yeah yeah gotcha um anyways um but all of that i was like okay i'm kind of into this like and i i, I love the idea of it um and then i feel like the movie maybe after the first act kind of falls into this love story uh, falls into kind of this uh, story about mental health and about you know the political uh, the stuff. civil unrest yeah. of, it, of England at the time and, with the skinheads and neo-nazis and I just feel like it kind of loses itself and it doesn't really know what it wants to be like is it an ode to like a love letter to going like these big cinemas is it a story on mental health is it a story on uh, racism and um, I, I just feel like and ageism as well because, ageism, because yeah. you mentioned you know the the, the, the the crew that works at this theater it's a combination of a lot of young people that are kind of you know either getting summer jobs or you know it's 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 for them to save up money to, to get ready for college and then you have someone like Olivia Coleman's character Hillary who you know like this is kind of you know a, a, a uh, uh, she's a lifer basically here and, and that's and, very and, common too yeah. like your managers are usually older than you and things like that yeah yeah and, and and I think that that's kind of interesting as well but it does you know it gets away from that quite early on to the point where the script does feel somewhat underdeveloped and a little lacking in confidence to stick yeah. with the main point it's trying to make about the dying of this art form and this practice of going to you know a, a theater that has multiple levels and is beautifully structured but is also kind of decaying and it's mm -hmm. kind of also a metaphor for you know the coleman character having like you know yeah. the, the, there's only so much of this person's life left and like you know this this person is kind of going through some things and part of them is kind of cut themselves off emotionally so yeah. like they, they maybe don't feel worthy of love and that kind of thing and um it just yeah it kind of feels like this is a really half-baked idea by mendez and like he had like okay like what if i centered this movie at a like a theater that maybe i went to yeah. during a summer vacation with my family or um you know a, a theater that i remember following because like if when you watch this you, you like you know being from the the gta like we'll think of theaters like the roxy or um you know the royal or the fox things like that where um you know this movie is trying to distill that i think the film that actually does this better and it's not even about movie theaters is first reformed i think first reformed does a better job in terms of showing you the the old church that ethan hawk is sure, working yeah. in versus cedric the entertainer's mega church yeah which is like the old theaters are dying out and you know the what's left people are running to the populist version of yeah. the theatrical experience and how that uh, you know uh, is juxtaposed with the your lead characters yeah. and stuff too right and yeah it just never really gets to that point and uh, it kind of like i said after that first act you start to go oh okay this movie's now something else and then you're like okay i don't know if it's it's doing this super well you have a uh, great great actors and and you know deacons like even i feel like he loses himself uh, uh, you yeah, know halfway through where it's, it still looks nice but it's not that 
interesting looking after that first act for me. And no, like, it, it feels like it's a project Re- that Sam and Ross. Yeah, it, it feels like a project that Sam Mendes is like, look, we worked great, what, great together on on Skyfall. Yeah. Let's do it again. But like watching it, it's not that it's a bad looking movie or like there's there's anything necessarily wrong with it. But it just kind of feels like a film that any really good cinematographer could have shot. Why have it be Deacons? Why? I think all that stuff at the beginning, up until there's a moment with some fireworks that I think. I like everything up until that moment. And I was talking to our friend Shaq about this today, and he yeah. said the same thing. He's like, up until that fireworks moment, I was kind of in on it, and then it completely loses me. And I even think from a cinematography and score standpoint, like at the beginning, I'm like, ooh, this sounds like Reznor and Ross. I'm, I'm, I'm all in on this. And then even they kind of go away. It's like everyone kind of goes away and then comes back at the end and never earns any of its like emotional beats it never earns its love for cinema beats like you know cinema does save people i think you know and it is an escape for people and it does help you during really hard times or maybe it just helps you to kind of forget about stuff and just go somewhere else or see someone else's you know sit in someone else's shoes for a while but like in the movie the way that that's all handled like it just kind of again goes back to what i said is like it tells you it doesn't show you like prove to me that these people like this is that for that these people when they kind of just go no it it is that they tell you that and then it kind of just happens and you're like that doesn't feel super earned at all yeah and there's some uh, there's a couple eye rolling uh metaphors like i think with a, stuff, a, yeah. a pigeon with a broken wing sure being nursed back to health yeah, and like where that goes corny, is kind yeah. of eye rolling even though the location and where they're shooting it's it cool yeah. is, is is interesting um i i think michael ward's character's love of movies isn't really again developed yeah, in any right. way like it kind of feels like again there's nothing wrong with being a casual or anything like that either, or but, being a casual movie goal, which is goal, fine, but, but he, he always talks about being such a film fan yeah and you would never get that other than the one scene where he's talking to toby jones's projectionist yeah. is he is he an arc is he a, a, an architect and interested in sort of design and, and 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 things like that yeah absolutely like you see that come through and i do like that scene because it's it actually features something specific about the movies back then of changing reels and using the dual projector system and stuff like that like that is kind of interesting but to your point it's like the only moment where you see him like really kind of showing that oh i'm super into this and even when he references movies he likes and things like that it's like i i don't necessarily buy it and then for when the coleman character ultimately like yeah, like coleman's just, character like, should have been the projectionist yeah. and that i think would have been a more interesting dynamic there because then you could connect it right back to movies that yeah. way but it kind of feels second hand care about the movies right no, like that would be interesting. it's just his job yeah just their job like that would be interesting right yeah. and then and then learning from someone else who's not a projectionist who is obsessed with movies um or even to your point of like that you know juxtaposition between uh, multiplexes and these these uh, independently owned cinemas like there could have been something there too and it just kind of goes nowhere and it, it, it just kind of uh, fizzles out and, and doesn't really earn those beats at the end and becomes a little heavy handed a little um, it lays it on thick yeah. it, it lays it on real thick and like yeah it's the closest thing you get to any kind of like true like competition when it comes to you know the 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 new wave of more kind of um corporate cinema is when this theater kind of lucks out and gets a premiere of hugh hudson's chariots of fire which was a big deal i mean that's the best picture winner of 1981 and the vangelis score is amazing and 
um it, like and and what we haven't even mentioned like the the whole subplot with like colin firth is like the the manager yeah, which and is, his uh, icky. i think it's apt that we haven't really mentioned it because yeah. it doesn't even feel super necessary yeah like, it's also kind of like if like last year a movie that played a tiff that was not great either which also had colin firth and olivia coleman uh, mothering <laughs> sunday um yeah like it just kind of feels like yeah i, I get sam mendes just worked with him you know and and um in 1917 in 19 for 1917 but yeah it doesn't feel like you necessarily needed colin firth to need play that, that character role. in it either, um like, and i rather have much spent more time with sort of you know the, the 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 idiosyncratic characters that work at this movie theater and getting the dynamic of that and yeah and i think michael ward has something he was really good in steve mcqueen's um small axe anthology uh lovers rock cool um and yeah like it's it's cool to see like you know i think he's good in the movie it's yeah, just not given like yeah it's a, the, i mean all the characters are, are are superficial at best and it's almost like dependent on like them bringing more to it than what is written on the page yeah. and again like it just kind of feels like sam mendes like had maybe the, the 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 smallest inkling of an idea but didn't really take the time to develop anything like a further. great story or anything yeah it's it's yeah. such a paper thin plot yeah, and yet there's still a lot of plot like a lot of storylines that really aren't all that interesting even though they could be on their own if that was the focus but it's never the focus it's more so to fill a yeah. film and make it two hours long yeah i didn't hate it um while i was watching it the more i talk about it the more i'm like okay maybe i only like those beginning moments and then realized how quickly it kind of fizzled out for me and i'm getting um, sick of somebody watching a movie and like being awe-inspired by it in a close-up even if it is even if it is a great like I'm as great an as actor as olivia it. coleman yeah i get what you're but saying like, it's that classic shot of them alone in a theater the cinema the paradisio light, yeah the light on their face as it's going like i yeah absolutely um i'm fine with it it just needs to be earned or it needs to like because like i get it i really do like me and you we fucking love the movies and i love those types of movie theaters and i love being awe-inspired by a movie where you you, you love Maltesers. On, you don't focus on anyone I, 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 you're more of a Malteser boy than it's me. a very british thing yeah. they're called something else in the u.s which is always weird i can't are remember they the name they're of it. Maltesers here though yeah no 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 they're, 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 they're gob gob stuff there's some like fucking if anybody's listening to this and yeah. it's from the u.s let us know they, i remember rhett and link were talking about it right once and they they're they're the same exact thing they're just not called Maltesers. it's that's the british thing and that translates in canada as well interesting, interesting. but yeah i am a Maltesers guy but anyways i i i don't i i actually do like that idea because i feel like you know I, I do feel that and I understand that it's just make me feel that your characters actually feel I that I thought you were going to say make me right. a believer yeah well that too um, but that's the thing that's the power of cinema right yeah. where it transports you to a time and place and you get to see a perspective that you might not be as um, traditionally kind yeah. of accustomed to and I like the idea of like you know almost like a cottage country vacation location being the central kind of sticking point it, it, it's and it's also just interesting to see a different side of england you know yeah, like like, like being a beach community yeah. because when you think of like english films in general you ought like rainy you think, like, and <laughs> rainy kind of um beautiful scenic kind of yeah. green um or or kind of more industrial stuff with the city like this kind of almost looks like it takes place at like in in Cannes or something like that you know like with the, with the kind of look yeah um and and i even like that it, it starts you know at the end of the year and it begins a new year and yeah. as we learn about coleman's character we learn 
that you know she's struggled in the past but even the way that it deals with, with schizophrenia or like the conversation that she's taking lithium pills which yeah. you know lithium pills um if you take them over a long period of time can do serious because it's yeah. like lithium batteries right like it's lithium yeah. can do serious damage to your kidneys and like at yeah. the beginning of the film the doctor you know has this line saying like you know lithium pills are excellent they're wonderful and that was when you know like they were being used in the way that we'll talk about um you know opioids, the opioid crisis yeah. with with all the beauty and the bloodshed so like even that is an interesting angle but kernel, never but really, it's not yeah. really anything explored and then when when we have that moment of of true confrontation between those two characters it just kind of feels a little bit disingenuous yeah i agree um didn't hate it didn't hate wasn't great i'm very critical of it because i feel like it should have been better than it is given Um, everybody that's working on it. yeah so i'm gonna give it a soft pass at a three because while watching it um i liked elements of it um but i could easily go lower than that but i'm being kind with a three i think i'm gonna give it a two that's, that's what it deserves. That's the classic marching two, yep. you know? Uh, not great. Uh, not, not unwatchable, good. but, like, uh, close to it. <laughs> this time next year, will we even remember it? We should have. That's what's uh, unfortunate. Like, I, But there's always one of these movies. Yeah. I mean, we were even talking about this a little bit with the Fablemans, where, like, you know, there's part of that kind of auto-fiction inspired by, yeah. you know, personal journeys to the cinema and, like, Movies Bel- about movies. People Belfast. Love it. I mean, you know, yeah. Some are, some are good. Some are bad. But there's been a lot of them in the last yeah. little bit. And I feel like you know, even at the end of this year, we're going to be getting, you know, Damien Chazelle's Babylon, which just had the trailer premiere, which Armageddon basically time. looks like a more raunchier, uh, it's the artist, but if the artist fucked, oh, yeah. you know, like that's kind of what it looks okay, like. Okay, I haven't watched the trailer yet, yeah. so I'll, I'll trust you on that. Uh, thank you all for listening. We really do appreciate it. We are in the midst of TIFF 2022. Go check out all of our reviews. The uh, aforementioned Fablemans you guys can check out. Uh, Glass Onion, a new Knives Out mystery. Go check that out. Uh, Women Talking should be up for you guys now. Uh, all the Beauty and the Bloodshed. Um, uh, Bros, Brother, The Swimmers. Uh, we have tons of stuff up. So uh, go check out all of our TIFF reviews right here on Untitled Movie Reviews or on po- uh, YouTube. At, oh, wow. uh, I already mentioned the podcast. So, You're drunk. Uh, Go home, Matt. On YouTube at Untitled Movie Podcast, uh, as well as uh, your one-stop shop for everything. Just head over to Letterboxd, which is Untitled underscore Movies. Go check out uh, me on me. Not me physically, but my work on Family Feud <laughs> Canada. Um, it starts. Uh, it's airing right now, Monday through Thursday, 7.30 p.m. on CBC and CBC Gem. Uh, go check that out, uh, as well as follow me on all those social medias at Matt Warbeck. And I'm Eric March, and you can find more of my video reviews on rogerstv.com slash cinemascene and on the social medias at EM6211. Until next time. The movies. The movies. <laughs>